And welcome to the first episode of the year 2023. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And what a privilege it is to welcome you to the third time beginning a new year. When we started the program back in 2020, I wondered how long would the program last? Would it be just short-lived for a season? Remember, 2020, when this program began, we were in the height of the coronavirus, the ups and downs. There was no vaccine. People were wondering if it would just go away. There was also a presidential election. There had been a very turbulent summer here in the United States with rioting in many cities, damage. And and we were told those were just, you know, peaceful protests. Don't, Don't mind the buildings on fire. And I wondered in that environment as I started this program, Truth to Ponder, what would its future be? Is there a purpose for a radio program like this? And, and especially one that that started out literally on only international shortwave. I had to think that one through. Because I knew that being on shortwave, I was going to have a more limited audience. You don't really know that many people up and down your little neighborhood streets that happen to have a shortwave radio sitting on the kitchen table. Most people don't even know what it is. But many people do. Many people understand its value, even though we have an internet-centric world. And so one of the things that I've been doing is to, to make sure that we are still always on shortwave, and I want to see that outreach expanded. I want to do everything in my power to make sure this program can grow as a podcast, and it is. And I I thank you so much for all of your prayers and support in that regard. So here we are, 2023, brand new year. And you have to wonder what's going to happen. I go back to the beginnings of this radio program in 2020 as we were in September and October, I warned you not to put a whole lot of stock in the election in November of 2020. And here we are, new radio program, and I'm already getting a few letters from people saying, but Bob, you don't understand. Trump's going to win. We're going to fix the world. We're going to end the virus. Yaddy, Bob, you know, you know the rest of the story. Same thing happened. Not long ago, I warned again in 2022, don't put your trust in princes or the sons of men. In other words, don't look to the ballot box to fix all your ills. I didn't see it happening. And I I never really understood this maybe 20 years ago, but I certainly do now. The idea of a deep state, a bureaucracy that that runs even the United States. We know it runs Canada, United Kingdom, the bankers. Yeah, I know we, I'm just throwing it out in broad terms here. But there is and always has been a group of people that wants to control everything. Everything. And they've worked hard over the centuries, literally, to develop a one-world government, one-world system, 
And here we are today. Oh, by the way, before I forget, two things. Number one, this radio program does not follow the Walmart or Target or whatever calendar, Amazon, when it comes to what the season is. Just so you know, this is what today actually is. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Nine drummers drumming. Four calling birds. So today I want to spend just a little time sharing some thoughts going into this new year. A couple of news stories that I'm following, a couple of things that are really on my mind, and try to give you an idea of where I believe we are heading in this year of 2023. Now, I know many of you send me headlines, stories, and videos to look at. And I I think of, oh, the past two, two and a half years of things that I've looked at. How many predictions were made that never came true, didn't even come close? And some of those same prophets or individuals making these predictions are still there. They got a bigger audience than I do, and that scares me at times. Maybe you're looking for the sensational headlines and you're not so concerned about the truth. And there are enough truthful headlines out there that ought to be scary enough when you dig underneath the surface. Now, later in the program, I do have something that I put together over the weekend that I want to share with you. I'm not sure when I'll play it, but I've got a little a little tribute to Dr. Anthony Fauci who supposedly retired this past weekend, even though I don't see it yet on their website. But then again, today is a is a national holiday. Today is, you know, the day we take off for the first of the year because the first of the year fell on a Sunday. And so in my mind, I, I am thinking of, of what are we going to do without Fauci anymore? So without further ado, it is my pleasure to uh, introduce and welcome Dr. Fauci for his last uh, his last run at the podium. The all yours, Dr. Fauci. So long, farewell, I'll be just saying adieu. Adieu, adieu, to you and you and you. Of course, in all honesty, something tells me he's not going to disappear entirely. Uh, I think the man's ego is that huge for a small guy that he will be around looking for a place on television. But I also believe firmly with every part of my being and I really felt this on my heart going back in August of this past year, 2022. I I kept telling you that I have this strong feeling that this veil of truth is going to be pulled back a little bit. And people are going to begin to see things that many do not want to see. And I'm going to get into that in just a moment. And what's going to happen those that want to believe the lie will continue to believe the lie. You, there's no amount of facts, information, or truth you can ever give these people. They are totally bought in. Then there are those that have been kind of on the fence. They're not sure. 
Part of them says, well, maybe some of this, what they're saying is true. But then again, I don't know. They put on the mainstream media what they're used to and they're, I don't know, maybe maybe this is okay. Maybe this is what it is. And those that are on the fence, some are going to see the truth. And it's going to be a painful eye-opener for them. And then there are others that don't get into the news much. And they're going to pay attention for the first time. And some of these headlines they thought they knew are going to be extremely wrong. And they're going to be very upset. Oh, there was another song that came to mind when it came to to saying farewell to Fauci. I don't know why this one, but it it just seemed appropriate. Tootsie, goodbye. Tootsie, don't cry. Watch for the mail. I'll never fail. If you don't get a letter, then you'll know I'm in jail. Tootsie, don't cry. Goodbye, Tootsie. And so a little later in the program, I do have my my tribute to Dr. Anthony Fauci, and I hope you will stay tuned to, to hear it. It just kind of came to me the other night. My wife and I were talking when we saw the story of that, you know, Fauci's supposed to be gone from the National Institutes of Health. And we were thinking about all of the press conferences, all of the things that he said, all of the changing narrative, yet he will tell you that he never changed, that he was the science. He was, you know, you just follow the science, and to which I say follow the money. And we'll, we'll get into that more later. I mean, most of you that listen on a regular basis understand that. I really believe there's going to be a time, and it's coming up really soon, that a lot of truth is going to be revealed. And it's going to be very painful for many. And and how the media tries to cover it, even some of the so-called conservative media that may have turned a blind eye to some things because they took money for advertising for other things, this whole, this whole situation with Twitter, I find quite fascinating. Now, now, my relationship with Twitter goes back many, many years ago in its earliest days when I worked at that time in emergency management. And I'm working in media information and public information. So, of course, these newfangled things like a Facebook and a Twitter become important tools when you're dealing with, you know, regional and local emergency management. I mean, my, my reason for being involved is purely to help people in times of a disaster. I mean, imagine if there's tornadoes coming, bad weather, use all of these tools that are out there to get the information out. And that's how most people, I can remember going to conferences with other emergency managers in a region and we would talk about, okay, how do we how do we leverage social media 
to connect to people that normally do not watch the news. And that was one of the things that I thought was going to be something decent about Facebook in particular, maybe even Twitter. There are a lot of people that do not get engaged in the news. And they're not even going to be engaged enough to know what the weather's going to be. And so with the other emerging technology of text messaging and what have you, it'd be wonderful if some of these teenagers that wear their earbuds and have their face in a phone who may not even know that they're under a tornado warning might be able to find out. And so that was my reason for social media, text messaging, all of it was simply a pipeline to the public. Now, what most of us never thought of in that time was how huge those entities of Twitter and Facebook were going to become with billions of users worldwide and a massive amount in all age brackets of people in the United States. Now, there are some people that speculate, I'm not going to get into this, though I kind of tend to believe it, when it comes to Facebook, who really pushed Facebook and who really funded it? Was it really just a nice guy, a college student, dorm room, you know, the, the, the rags to riches story? Or is there more to it than meets the eye? Now, some people have made some very compelling arguments that Facebook came along as an unknown entity when there was another well-known entity that was gaining traction but was floundering, and that was called MySpace. And literally overnight, Facebook took off like a rocket. And people sometimes wonder how that happened. Now, there are those that, that will claim that our United States intelligence agencies were involved with Facebook. I can't say if they were or, were or weren't, but you want to know something? It wouldn't surprise me if they were. And we know that now because of some of the collusion we're seeing with Twitter and the FBI and other agencies. I mean, after denying it for years, well... I don't think anybody ever expected Ian, uh, Elon Musk to actually close on the deal last year and buy Twitter. I think people laughed and said it's never going to happen. Aha, look, the, the deal fell apart. He doesn't have the money. And when he showed up and the deal closed, and I think there were a lot of people in panic mode, I have to wonder how many shredding machines are in operation today, uh, how many... Computers are using bitch bleach, bleach as they call it, and how many how many cell phones are being smashed? There's a treasure trove of evidence of collusion that is absolutely illegal between the federal government and Twitter. And we're going to find out the same is true with Facebook, no doubt about it. Number one, Mark Zuckerberg spent 400 and some odd million dollars of his own money to influence an election. That in and of itself should be an FEC violation that should pretty well sink what's going on over there at Facebook. You do not, I can't go and spend that kind of money to derail an election. 
I can't put in these uh, ballot boxes in Democrat or in, in my if I wanted to do it in conservative neighborhoods, I can't do it. Between October of 2019, and this is important, October of 2019 is during the time of event 201 in New York City. You know, the the tabletop exercise for a coronavirus pandemic that goes worldwide. And then February of 2021, which is like almost two years ago. In that one year, a little over one year period of time, the FBI paid Twitter $3.4 million to censor certain views and stories on its behalf, including, now listen to this carefully, and if somebody does not go to jail over this, then we have no justice in America, including the FBI who had the Hunter Biden laptop that knew the Hunter Biden laptop was real. They'd had it for a year. They knew it. They spent money on Facebook and Twitter and elsewhere. We know for a fact it's been revealed three point some million dollars to suppress it on Twitter. The New York Post the oldest daily newspaper in the United States. Yeah, I know their format can be tabloid, but their news has always been one of integrity. They don't make stuff up. Oh, they may look. I I get it. The sensational headline and picture, it captures the people to buy the paper. I know, I understand that. But in terms of the actual content of their stories, they're pretty good. And so the FBI knew the truth and they paid taxpayer money to suppress things on Twitter and instead push a known lie. Russian disinformation. The, 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 the laptop was stolen and hacked, uh, but it's still Russian disinformation. And then we find out that there are a number of current and or former FBI agents that worked at or with Twitter to keep the government, or I should say, let me just, let me rephrase that, to keep the deep state narrative intact. This had nothing to do with any particular political party, but it leaned toward one, the one that always caves to the deep state, because they are the deep state. Why would you need a hundred former intelligence agencies to be working at Facebook in their content moderation department unless you are running a Joseph Goebbels-style propaganda operation? Why are you hunting down individuals that are telling the truth and smearing them, destroying them, deplatforming them, going to places like PayPal. You know, these people, we don't like what they're saying. Turn off their money. There are age, there are small little news agencies that are list that are listener and or reader supported. 
who wake up one day to find out they can't get to the money that people have sent them. And we're going to see this more and more with big banks. Some banks are still going to buy into this ESG score. Environmental, social, and governance. If you are a good eco-steward with your little electric car, if you believe in all the right social things like fluid genders, the fact that little children know that they're in the wrong body. And if you think that gay marriage is a positive thing. And I can think of a few other social weirdness that they consider normalness now. And of course, if you are always obedient to deep state governance, then your your ESG score goes high. ESG is a dangerous thing. Number one, and and I, I, I've been reading this stuff for years and years and years, and it just seems that the screams get louder and louder and louder on man-made climate change, carbon footprint. We need carbon is deadly. We're a carbon-based planet, you morons. Come on. The human body is carbon-based, so we must be the poison. We must be the earth cancer that they want to get rid of. And everything will be solved with a bunch of windmills and solar panels, all made in China. All profiting certain families, groups, and organizations. And winners come, and winners go. And we're told that we're burning the planet up and it's all going to just, you know, turn into a raging ball of fire. And I look over my 68 plus years of living on this planet. I have seen times where the weather patterns for a lengthy period of time have been cooler and I've seen where they are warmer in the places that I have lived. But see, that's only less than 70 years. And then you talk to people. I'm going to give you a little example when it comes to talking about things like global warming and climate change. Just a few little examples that that I that I know firsthand. I'm going to take you back to 1975, the winter of 75-76. I'm a newlywed. And my wife and I were asked to go pay a visit to an advertiser, which was a ski resort in the mountains of northeast Georgia. It's a town that I got to know fairly well because it was nearby called Sky Valley. Now, many of you know that that until recently we had a small little place up there. Now, when I first saw Sky Valley in, I I think it's probably January of 76. I can't remember, so it's been a while. It was a ski resort. There was some handful of little chalets and condominiums and a few vacation homes. A couple of people actually liked living up there. It wasn't too far from the rest of the world. And they had this big lodge with a huge fireplace and you'd watch people on the little bunny slope or 
or coming down the main slope. And not far from there was Scaly Mountain and other places. There was a lot of skiing going on in the 70s. And this is before GPS. So we're driving up there and we get to this one little town. And I just wanted to make sure that I that I understood where the turnoff was. And I stopped and I just asked a question like you did back in the day. And I, I remember this old, this old geezer. I think that we were probably either in Mountain City or Clayton, probably Clayton, when I was just asking the question. So, you know, six miles up the road, you make a right turn, then how many miles into the next? You know, they were trying to explain it. And the guy goes, so y'all going up there skiing? And I said, no, just looking. And then the guy made this statement, and I've never forgotten this. He said, you know, the weather, up, you know, but skiing ain't going to hold up for long. He said, you know, we, we hadn't had this kind of cold weather since since way back in, in the 1940s. And he talked about how they used to get snow up there all the time. Then they went for a long period of time with no snow. And now the snow is back. And he said, yeah, give it a, give it a few years and, and there's, they're not going to have any decent snow up there. And, you know, I didn't think much about it. You know, just an old timer. And sure enough, within a few years, they couldn't keep snow on the uh, on the slopes. And there in Scaly Mountain and others closed for good. They, they couldn't keep snow, even with the snow machine. They couldn't keep, couldn't keep it on the ground. And so Sky Valley reinvented itself more as a golf resort. They have a golf course there. It's a little city of only a handful of people and it's a nice vacation spot and we we had a we had our little tiny place up there to hide out but i've noticed of late that there's snow up there again in other words the cycle has changed i can remember in long island as a kid it the cool nights that we had and then the you know the moderate warm moderately warm days and then a period of time where the temperatures were outrageously hot. My grandparents, who have long since passed away, they were born around the turn of the 20th century, talk about hot days and awful, miserable times in the metropolitan New York area, and then times of coolness and times of warmness, these cycles that keep coming and going. And we're being told to believe that we're doing all this. Somebody pointed out, you know, the, the founder of the Weather Channel, he keeps getting censored at Facebook. At Facebook, He will tell you in no uncertain terms that he, he sees the manipulation of the climate data. There are those that say the Ice Age of the 1500s didn't last that long. We have never gotten back to the warm temperatures prior to the time of the 1500s. Was that man-made climate change? And do we really know? They try to pretend that we do. And so the deep state wants you to believe in man-made climate change. And we're going to have to someday have climate lockdowns just like we did for the coronavirus, you know, to, to save the planet. And we're going to need solar panels all over the place made in China. We're going to need batteries that need cobalt, that need um, all these elements that'll, that are just 
the mining itself is just horrific. And the damage the mining causes is, is permanent. And so we're, we're being told that we're causing climate change. And, and ultimately, you know and I know what it means is there's, there's going to have to be less of us, less people. That's, that's where it's heading toward. And we don't need all these governments. We just need to have organizations like the World Economic Forum, the WHO, and others working hand-in-hand with the United Nations to slow down population growth and maybe within so many years start reducing those numbers dramatically so we can save the planet, save the elites. And so we look at the media today and we see all these former intelligence agencies and and the FBI colluding with Facebook, Twitter, and others and paying taxpayer dollars to censor certain points of view, even when that point of view is truth. And they're also using Twitter and others to track and spy on you and I. You know, when Biden first revealed the idea of the Ministry of Truth last year, and we had that, you know, clown gal that was singing, you know, about disinformation like Mary Poppins. You remember, I'm not going to waste my time on playing it again. They really believed in that administration. And, and this is just my opinion. Biden is a mere shadow of his once corrupted self. He's just a shadow. He's a figurehead. They pushed him into office. And you look at the freak show that is in the White House. You have to have some reprobate quality in order to serve. Really, you do. And so we have this, what I call demonic freak show, running everything behind the scenes at the White House. And they put Papa out there every once in a while to make a little speech and they hope he doesn't uh, step into it too bad. Joe Biden was the perfect candidate for the deep state. The man is an unmitigated liar and he's corrupt to the core. He's a phony Catholic that believes in abortion, yet his church says no. In other words, everything his church believes in, he rejects, but he still wants all the benefits. He's just a corrupt, sad, sick individual that somehow became the president of the United States in 2020 with the help of the deep state. And he's tried to keep, well, they have tried to keep the pandemic alive because they want that control. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes. And yes, on the other side of the break, I will share with you my farewell to Fauci. And something says that we're going to see a lot more of him in the not-too-distant future in hearings. I'm sure that he wanted to get out of government service so he could plead the fifth. If he was still working at the government, he couldn't do that. So he knew the handwriting was on the wall. Now, as we enter 2023, would you consider financial support for this radio ministry, if you would? Would you make a check payable today to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio. 
The mailing address is Post Office Box 510. That's P.O. Box 510. And the city is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia. Chilhowie, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319. By the way, you can support us from our website, truththenumber2ponder.com. We use Give, Send, Go, and I would encourage you to consider using it. Christian organization. Or once again, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, City Chilhowie, Virginia, Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia. Zip code is 24319. That's 24319. And the website address is truththenumber2ponder.com. Truth2ponder.com. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Controlling your thoughts coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. A lot of believers believe that their thought life has a life of its own. It's beyond their control. You might feel this. Yet the Bible says, take every thought captive. That means our thought life is really very much in the realm of being under our control. And it can be brought under control. Question, do you control your legs? You know, well, sometimes your legs seem to move without you thinking. You know, when you walk, you don't think about each leg. Or when you're driving a bike or you ever find your foot tapping and you didn't even realize it. Does that mean your foot is out of your control? No. You're the one moving it, but it's second nature. It's a habit. You're not thinking much about it. But still, it's not happening out of control. Just because it becomes habit or you fidget with your hand, you're not really thinking, but it's still not out of your control. Well, did your hand move without you telling it to do? Is your hand out of your control? So what is it? Well, it's a habit. So it's been doing it a lot. So you don't have to think about it. In the same way about your thought life, it's the same principle. Hold up your hand right now. Make your hand open. Make it close. You have complete control over it with your mind. And if your hand does something bad, it's not the hand's fault, it's you. So with your thoughts, your thought life, you have to take responsibility for your thought life. You might have a lot of habits in your thought. It might be used to a lot of things that just go off, but it's still under your control. You got to take responsibility and control. Take every thought captive. You one at a time, make the choice, accept the thought that whether it's godly, reject what's not. The more you do it, the more your mind will follow you in line. You've got a godly thought life. You can have it. It's your choice. It's as simple as moving your hand. Want more? Ask for Crown of the Holy. Now, what if you receive daily vitamins guaranteed to strengthen your spiritual life in God? Well, you can with Sapphires, your super spiritual supplement for a super spiritual walk in the Lord and updates on Israel, prophecy, world events, the incredible mystery of the temple doors on CD, all free. It's your free gifts. How do you get it? Easy. Just remember the real name of Jesus, Yeshua, and dial it. So for your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, you can actually spread salvation around the world for very little through Shoei Radio from the Arctic Circle to Israel. It's amazing. It's like sending a billion tracks around the world. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed. 1-800-YESHUA-1. You can blanket the earth with salvation. It's amazing. The farthest way you can ever do with Shoei Radio. Or you can write me direct at the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, until next time, 
This is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Alechem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah Yeshua Tenu, our salvation. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you back to part two of Truth to Ponder for this Monday, beginning of a brand new year. When I started, like I say, back in 2020, I wondered if the program would live to see Election Day or the end of the year. I wondered if the pandemic was going to just vanish into the breeze. Would the election be the way many predicted it would go and and a program like mine may not be as needed and I would get on with my life and my ministry and everything else that God had laid on on the table and so here we are now uh, we're heading we are now entering this is the third time I've said happy new year on this program we we started in the summer of 2020 and then we had 2021 2022 and now we're entering 2023 and I have to wonder what this year is going to bring and I wanted I can't say this enough there is this really loud voice that tells me that there's going to be this opportunity of people seeing the truth and the real kick to me is very simple People that have decided to believe the lie, that are so into the ideology that they have to maintain, that even when they see the truth, they are blinded. Look at Germany in 1945. A number of people had never seen the truth because they had lived under the propaganda and they're being told that they're winning though they were hearing rumors that it's not so, that the Russians are coming in from from the east and you got the Americans and the French and everybody else and the British coming in from the west. There were many people that did not believe it because the radio is saying, we're winning. We're doing just fine. But we may need to protect our, our, our capital city if some of these hooligans get through. There were those in the military that chose to believe the lie and hung on to the end. And many, as as the Allied troops came closer, suddenly realized that they had been on the wrong side of history, the wrong side all along. People did not know much of what was going on in their own backyard they were living the propaganda lie. If you think the propaganda lie was good back in the 1940s or 1920s or whenever in history, you need to understand the technology that has grown over the past 100 years. Sure, in the 1500s, getting the printing press was huge. Getting the telegraph was a major event in the 1800s. 
the transatlantic lines. Another major changing point in history. Radio coming along in the beginning of the 20, 20th century and radio stations kind of as we know them today on AM in the 1920s and then FM by the 40s and television. And you know how fast technology has exploded. As somebody pointed out, it was approximately 65 years from the Wright brothers' flight at Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, that lasted just a matter of seconds, to, well, the Apollo missions of the 19, of the 1960s. Technology exploded. Air technology in terms of, you know, airliners, airplanes exploded from the time of Wilbur Wright to the time of the of the jet airliners that I have flown in. And things that you and I probably don't even know about. Radio. It has grown. Television, cable, satellite, internet. And it keeps exploding and exploding and exploding. And we have all this information that we are plugged into even more connected than we ever have been before. I was thinking the other day, I've worked in radio most of my life in some fashion, form, or another. A little over 50 years ago, I was a disc jockey playing records and commercials and jingles and chit-chat and the weather and the time and the temperature. That's what I did. And when I finally would get home at night, we had a, a television set that picked up three channels. And life was good with three channels. And because I worked early in the morning, I didn't see that much television. I've kind of actually enjoyed with some of the internet and, and free streaming services, I, I'm, I've been watching a few old television programs that I missed in the 70s and early 80s because of my job. Didn't see much of it. A lot more tame than it is today, I'll tell you that. And here we are with all of these channels, all of these sources, all of this information at our fingertips. We take, I take it for granted, you probably do too, if you have a computer, that I can look at various places to find information in mere seconds that may have taken hours before. And the problem with an information world like that, you, be, you need to really begin to, to do some research on your sources and not from the sources themselves. Because Google which is the most used search engine, also is a very biased search engine. They will tell you that the coronavirus is, is the most deadliest thing that ever came along and the vaccines work and they're effective and you need to take your booster today. Even though I'm looking at story after story after story that says otherwise, the lie continues. I've got a research paper I'm going to try to get through one day. Um, this paper was put out by BioNTech, which is the division of Pfizer, trying to get a license for their corona vaccine way back in end of 2020. Gee, BioNTech, which is the affiliate of Pfizer, never had a product go to market before, just like Moderna. 
lot of promises and no product. Every product had failed. But somehow the coronavirus one worked. And if you read through this these, this paperwork, they knew the dangers. And they didn't know if it was going to be effective. They didn't know if it would stop tra- transmission. None of them did. And yet we are told that this is what we have to do. We had to take this vaccine to stop the pandemic. You know, take the vaccine, take off your mask. You're going to be COVID proof. And we now know it's not true. And yet there are people that are holding on to the lie. The elections are fair. And I see enough evidence saying, no, they are not. They're incompetently run or they are intentionally ruined. And judge after judge after judge, you have to wonder who gets to them. I really do. They don't want to, they don't want to talk about the merits of any case. They always want to find a procedural reason, or maybe you didn't you didn't impress me enough. We don't want to see your evidence. I don't think we really have fair elections anymore anywhere in the planet, let alone you know the United States. I think that's a foregone conclusion. But I do believe. And I want you to understand this in no uncertain terms. That what God has laid on my heart about the veil being pulled back is going to reveal a spotlight on a number of issues and sins. Many will choose not to believe in spite of the evidence. They'll be just like some of the Germans. We're going to win the war as the Soviets are pounding in from the, from the east and, and the American troops are already entering Berlin from the west, somehow we're still going to win. They're going to hold on to the lie because that's all they have left. Dr. Anthony Fauci is supposedly now gone. And this guy is a piece of work. I can't, I'm sorry, he just is. Uh, you know, I, I don't normally make fun of somebody's physical stature. You know, I'm average build. I, I need to lose some weight, you know, so you can poke fun at me all you want. I was called Porky as a kid when I was a little on the overweight side in my elementary school years. Then I got real thin in my high school years. But Anthony Fauci to me, represents all that is wrong in in government and government employees in the deep state. He comes on board in the 80s as the savior for AIDS, and he's going to have an AIDS vaccine. He promises that. He has been working in some capacity or the other for the United States government since literally when I was in elementary school. That's a long time ago. And we're supposed to believe every word that he says. Good government employee. Highest paid government employee at the federal level, bar none. And somehow he also has managed to accumulate millions upon millions of other dollars. And they don't really want to explain how. Though it is said that these people that work on these vaccines and other pathogens get royalties for the stuff they work on. And so what happens to a government employee that fails at his job? They just keep giving him a pay raise. And so Fauci, who failed at AIDS, just keeps, you know, 
climbing up the government ladder. His wife works for those that were approving vaccines and FDA approval. There seems to be a conflict of interest there that he denies. And he's got a Napoleon complex as far as I'm concerned. Anthony Fauci. Yeah, he's a short little guy. A sad little man. And he has changed his mind so many times. And he believes because I am Anthony Fauci, I I can do no wrong. I've been doing this for, you know, for a half a century or more. And we're supposed to literally bow down and worship this individual. I figured out I used to have to watch every press conference in 2020 when I was back in emergency management. And something about this guy just rubbed me the wrong way. Burks as well, you know, Deborah Burks. I knew in my heart they hated Trump. I knew they were they were just deep state agents. And they would do anything to derail, you know, their their gravy. They, they had to get rid of Trump. And I knew then there was something wrong. And that's one of the reasons I left the work that I was doing. I can't be parroting the nonsense and the lies of of Anthony Fauci. And so now he's allegedly retired, which I don't blame him. Because, see, as a government employee, he could not plead the fifth. He can now. And I believe that he's going to find himself in a world of hurt. And that sad little man may actually be held accountable. So over the weekend, I tried to think what song, what tribute could I give to the former head of the NIH, your friend and mine, Dr. Anthony Fraud Fauci. So if they get up and criticize science, nobody's going to know what they're talking about. But if they get up and really aim their bullets at Tony Fauci, well, people can recognize there's a person there, there's a face, there's a vice you can recognize, you see him on television. So it's easy to criticize, but they're really criticizing science because I represent science. I represent science. I represent science. I represent science. They got little hands, little eyes. They walk around telling great big lies. They got little noses, tiny little teeth. They wear platform shoes on their nasty little feet. Well, I don't want no short people. Don't want no short people. should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it, because people are listening really no. closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet. But it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. I represent science. You know, it it, it likely does because, I mean, this is a physical covering to prevent uh, uh, droplets and virus to get in. So if you have a physical covering with one layer, 
you put another layer on, it just makes common sense that it likely would be more effective. And that's the reason why you see people either double masking or doing a version of an N95. I represent science. Put aside your mask. You don't have to wear it. The uh, information that we have now with literally uh, almost 200 million people having been vaccinated here in the United States and, and worldwide. I mean, we've administered 264 million doses in the United States. The safety profile is really quite firm and sound. The fact that vaccinated people who do have a breakthrough infection are clearly capable of transmitting the infection to an uninfected person. The goal line is crushing the virus with as many vaccinations as you possibly can. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. So what was? Saying, let me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its yeah. transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function. Yeah, that is correct. And and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially, you do not know what you are talking about. Let's okay, you get NIH. one person. Let's read from the NIH definition of gain of function. This is your definition that you guys wrote. It says that scientific research that increases the transmissibility among mammals is gain of function. They took animal viruses that only occur in animals and they increased their transmissibility to humans. How you can say that is not gain of function. It is not. It's a dance, and you're dancing around this because you're trying to obscure responsibility for 4 million people dying around the world okay. from a pandemic. And, and let's let send Dr. Fauci. I have to, well, now you're getting into something. If the point that you are making is that the, the, the grant that was funded as a sub-award from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2. That's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. It didn't I come can the lab, but all you. the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab, you. and there will be responsibility for those okay. who funded the lab, including yourself. So without further ado, it is my pleasure to uh, introduce and welcome Dr. Fauci for his last, uh, his last run at the podium. It's all yours, Dr. Fauci. I'll let other people judge the value or not of my accomplishments, but what I would like people to remember about what I've done is that every day for all of those years, I've given it everything that I have, and I've never left anything on the field. So if they want to remember me, whether they judge rightly or wrongly what I've done, I gave it all I got for many decades. Protection. I represent science. I represent science. I represent science. Do any of the guidelines involve previous infection? That's why you're ignoring previous infection, because it doesn't involve any of the guidelines. And furthermore, 
We've been asking you, and you refuse to answer whether anybody on the vaccine committees gets royalties from the pharmaceutical companies. I asked you last time, and what was your response? We don't have to tell you. We've demanded them through Freedom of Information Act, and what have you said? We're not going to tell you. But I tell you this, when we get in charge, we're going to change the rules, and you will have to divulge where you get your royalties from, from what companies, and if anybody on the committee has a conflict of interest, we're going to learn about it. I promise you that. Dr. Anthony Fauci may be technically retired, but I don't think he's going to be disappearing anytime soon. At least if the House of Representatives has its way. And, and I'm going to I'm going to stand by this. That truth is going to be revealed. And and why God would do this, why we get this little respite with truth coming out. I just pray that eyes are open. It is also something, and I'm going to get into this tomorrow and later this week as well. I'm talking to a couple of people. And we were talking, it's funny, I had talked about how do we get our children out of the indoctrination centers that we call the public schools. And I shared that story about out of a high school in Northern Virginia, trying to get equal outcomes and ruining the college careers of many in the process. These reprobates that run our schools, our, our health in this nation, these corporations that, like I say, we have fascist health care now, the, the winners and losers. I know there are some people that mean well, but we are, we are sliding in this direction. There's a guy by the name of Ryan Cunningham that used to be a big believer in the vaccines and the lockdowns and all of that. He worked in emergency management. I'm going to try to reach out to him and get them on the program as soon as I can. And others that have been there, like me, we need to get the truth out there. I may only have my little tiny audience. Maybe somebody else's audience is bigger. Maybe all of us together, we can reach enough people where the eyes are open. But on top of that, I still want to push more toward ministry and sharing the good news of the gospel and also put everything you're seeing in the light of God's word. That's the most important thing that I can do on this radio program, bar none, bar none. Do you believe in the mission and ministry of Truth to Ponder? I want to keep this program not just going, but growing. If you would consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address is Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510 in the city of Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowee is 24319. That is 24319. By the way, you can support us as well from our website, truth2ponder.com. Once again, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510. In the city of Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319-24319. And until tomorrow, may God bless. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth. The number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder.
shining the light of truth in a darkening world.